and welcome to Hello Human, a podcast to explore ideas and feature humans working in AI and technology. Derek Peets, the VP of Automation at Hyphen, joins us today on the Hello Human podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in artificial intelligence and how it's being applied in the real world. I'm John Nisley, the host of Hello Human and a longtime technologist helping companies adopt and utilize emerging digital solutions. A big thanks to Fortress IQ for sponsoring the program, and be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is part of our second season of Hello Human, where we are exploring how AI is being used across specific industries and functional areas of a business. And this episode promises to be a real treat, and I can add in some other awful puns about whetting your appetite for the future. But to cut to the chase, we're going to talk all about AI and the food and beverage sector. We are fortunate to have a true industry leader give us his perspective and insight on the exciting uses and future of AI in the restaurant space. There's been a lot of excitement for years about technology's potential impact on our dining experience, and the pandemic only accelerated the transformation. So this promises to be a fascinating discussion. Welcome to the program, Derek. Thanks again for joining us on Hello Human and bringing your knowledge and expertise to the program. Derek, maybe you can start us off with some highlights for our listeners of your story and how you got into technology. You know, how a mechanical engineer with a number of patents who built and sold his own company found his way into the food and beverage industry. Yeah, thank you, John. I'm very excited to be here and to talk about the space that I do have so much passion for. So yeah, I'm a mechanical engineer by background. Uh, I've been building machines uh, for my entire career. That got started in the solar equipment and flat panel display manufacturing. That was really uh, the first half of my, my journey. Second half was really heavily focused on robotic systems integration. And the last five years or so have been all about food and beverage and maybe most specifically restaurants. That's good to hear. And I think, you know, food space is a bit more interesting than maybe the solar panels. And I think for folks who heard season one, they may recall I'm a big fan of Domino's Pizza and my daughter claims to be their number one fan. But as a technology guy, I was always drawn to their organization because they really saw technology as a competitive advantage. And, you know, they described themselves for years as a technology company that makes pizza. You know, we see applications of AI being commonly applied in business and sales and marketing, but now the power of AI is really being fostered across industries all over the world. You know, how have you seen AI being utilized in the food and beverage space and and how have these, you know, any of these projects you want to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a lot of things in the business and finance space that are being worked on in the, the restaurant world. But some of the things I'm the most excited about are on the, the production engine side of the business. So I had a chance to do some work on a, uh, in the past on a liquor control product that was able to collect uh, real-time uh, sales data, real-time pour information of what products are being consumed in the bar. And you can use that to do some really interesting marketing campaigns or redeploy your labor around. If you've got a multi-bar facility like at a stadium, there's, there's some really cool stuff you can do there. Here at, at Hyphen, we're working on uh, redesigning the production engine for restaurants. And what that really means for my team is we're building a robotic appliance to assemble salads and bowls. And what's really, I think, powerful about thinking about some of these new tools is there's all this information that is stuck in the restaurant. It's either, it's either stuck in disparate systems, different things that don't talk to each other, or it's simply not being collected, but there's this vast amount of information there. And all you data guys would love to get your hands on it 
if you simply could get it collected and reported up to the cloud so that we could uh, do something interesting with it. But the tools aren't there to do it. And that's a big part of what we're we're bringing to the store operations is having that real-time measurement of what's actually being produced, what's actually being consumed, and how it's flowing throughout the store. You kind of think of it, you do all these amazing things with the data that comes off of mobile devices because you have access to this information. Well, we don't have the collection point. We don't have the phone in the restaurant yet. And so we need all of those tools are relevant and impossible unless you can get that information. And so that's what we really think we're building at Hyphen is the phone. And we'll use that as our gateway. And then we'll start building a lot of tools uh, off of it from there. It's interesting. You've sort of got the same issue that that a lot of organizations have, whether it's, you know, healthcare or financial services or manufacturing or whatever, whatever it may be, that, that you have this data, it's locked in different silos in the organization. And, and the challenge is, you know, not getting more data, but how do you integrate it? How do you bring it together? How do you use it to ultimately drive value from that data that that's sitting there? I think one thing that's interesting about your background, you're not only an engineer, but you've been an entrepreneur as well. You co-founded L2F. You know, can you share a bit about that business and the mission and, and ultimately, you know, how you, I think uh, there was an acquisition at some point? Yeah. Yeah. So L2F was created to help startup innovators in the hardware space bring their products to market more quickly. That really started in the clean tech sector. You know, I have my, my background in solar panel manufacturing, but we started to find that some of our most impactful projects were in the food and beverage space. We're just finding that technology at the time was really kind of stuck in the 1980s in a lot of these industries. And different companies were kind of were faced with the problem of, do we, do we introduce some automation or do we look at outsourcing? And fortunately, we had a lot of really forward-looking customers that wanted to keep their, their production domestic. And we were able to sell them their first robot, if you will. A lot of really fun stuff. Started picking up some projects in the restaurant space, which I think we were the only ones that kind of crazy enough to go after that early on. It's such a such an unstructured environment to be bringing a traditional automation asset into. But we got to do some really uh, forward-looking things. Uh, two really high-profile clients we had were Zoom Pizza. Uh, you know, they're pizza at the time. Now they make some really fantastic sustainable packaging. They uh, contracted with L2F to design and manufacture the lines that they uh, were in the news quite a bit. So we saw robots making pizza. We, had, we built those for them. And then there was Cafe X, which is the uh, robotic uh, coffee shop that they put together. They had a couple of them in San Francisco and San Jose Airport as well. Uh, we designed and manufactured the, those kiosks uh, for, for them. Those projects got the attention of the Middleby Corporation. Middleby is the largest restaurant equipment maker uh, in the world. They own some really brands. You've definitely eaten off their equipment on the residential side. They even own uh, Viking appliances. And uh, they wanted to add uh, automation technology to their portfolio. And so they acquired the company in, in 2017. Very interesting. And I, I know, I think a year or two ago, I saw there was a bunch of news about the, the robot flipping hamburger or the, you know, robot that flipped hamburgers. I'm never, not ever sure what happened with that one, but, uh, you know, that was sort of the first, like, oh, there's, you know, some interesting technology here in this space. But I think obviously it's come a long, long way since then. Today, you're serving as the VP of automation at Hyphen. You know, as an aside, I think Hyphen has kind of a cool, if you can call it that, or interesting pandemic story in that I, you know, it used to operate as Ono Food, which was essentially a robotic food truck, but the company pivoted at the at the onset of the pandemic toward a more enterprise solution. And maybe you could provide a bit of color on that as well. But, you know, could you talk a little bit about your current role, how you see automation becoming, you know, a larger role in the food and beverage industry? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Ono uh, Food Company came to market first as uh, Ono Blends, which was our own smoothie brand that was powered by robotics and mobility. What that really meant is we we built a robot, we shoved it in the back of a van, and we went tearing around Los Angeles selling smoothies out of it. It was going really well. We were getting great traction. We produced a, a fantastic product at an ultra-competitive price that still had meaningful profit margins. But like a lot of other restaurant uh, operators, in the face of the pandemic, we had to take the truck off the road. All of the places that we were distributing through, which were uh, places where people tend to gather, they were all closed. And so we had to take the step back, think about what to do next. And it was clear that we could take what we had already proven we could do with, with automation. We'd already wanted to grow the menu uh, to start offering food items. And it just made more sense uh, for us to start instead of building our own brand, which was, you know, there, there's a certain path to that that's a, a journey that's quite challenging. And the opportunity that we saw was to really start building the picks and shovels for the next generation of, of, of restaurants. And so I came on about that time to help facilitate the, the pivot. And this is in May of last year. And what we've been building since then is a, a robotic make line for assembling salads and bowls. What that really means is we, we take the orders in all digitally. We inject the bowl into the system, dispense all of the ingredients, uh, all perfectly portioned down to the gram, slap the lid and the label on it, hand it back off to the store team to give to the customer. So a common misconception about AI and robots in the food industry is that they're taking jobs away. And and just as a, as a quick aside, you know, a small group of friends, you know, we tried to go to dinner recently at a, at a premium casual uh, chain in a touristy area, and we could only get a reservation at 4 p.m., which I thought was kind of odd. We show up, there's this sign at the front of the door that says, no more reservations available today. We get walked to our table. They have a big outside area that overlooks the water really nice, and half of it's totally empty. Probably a third of the dining room was empty, and they simply didn't have the staff to support it. You know, my knowledge of the, of the restaurant industry is limited, you know, primarily to Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential book. So I don't know a ton about it, but know they tend to run on extremely low margins. You know, I imagine Hyphen's work is potentially saving the industry in many respects. Is, is that the case? Yeah, we'd certainly like to think so. If you look at the jobs that we would most significantly impact, it would be the the most mechanical of the tasks that are in the kitchen, loading vegetables into bowls and shuttling the bowl around the, the back of the office. These aren't really positions that people enjoy or even you know, honestly particularly good at compared to what a machine can do. And like you pointed out, there's this intense pressure on labor. It's always been there. And the restaurant industry has been able to rely on this constant supply of, let's face it, disadvantaged people that they've been able to keep very low wages on. The pandemic has really given this this new light into the back of the house where people are kind of standing and saying, hey, we're doing these really difficult jobs for really low pay. That was always true. But now we're more aware of that as society. And those individuals are saying, you know what, we want more than this. We demand more than this. And we're helping facilitate that. So if you take those most mechanical jobs and you shift it uh, through the use of technology, you can have these people do more cognitively challenging things. They can focus more on product creation. They can focus more on hospitality. We can shift this, this emphasis more onto people and have people work on the areas that they can be the most successful at. They can have the most impact on, take the most meaning for. And I also like to believe that we're almost creating like a new career path 
in the hospitality industry that hasn't existed before. This technology is new, and so now you need you know robotic make line operators, uh, you know robotic burger service technicians. That hasn't existed, and those are much more complex, higher skill, higher pay positions that will be uh, at some point prevalent throughout the uh, th- throughout the industry. Yeah, no, totally agree. It's not a you know in my mind a people issue or a robot issue, but it's really about how you leverage the technology to let people focus you know what they're good at, and then at the same time let the machines focus you know uh, do what they're best at. And you know I've always argued that artificial intelligence is kind of a I think a lousy term. I think it's you know it's more machine intelligence. It's it's yeah. not the equivalent of human intelligence. It's a totally different thing. But there's some things that people do better. There's some things that machines do better, and just everyone needs to line up. There's great examples out there that we're all familiar with. You know, when ATM machines came out, everyone was concerned that all the tellers at banks were going to be out of work. Well, that's true. There's a lot fewer tellers in the banking industry today, but as an entire sector, it's doing better than it ever has. There's more people in banking now than have ever been in banking. So the freeing up the manual labor and to allow people to use their minds to add value to their industry has lifted the entire the entire market for those personnel. So and I think there's an opportunity to do that here. There's problems that have to be cracked in in the new world of food, the post-pandemic world of food. Look at the rise of third-party delivery. Look at our on-demand grocery delivery, you know, micro-fulfillment centers. These are all technologies that were very nascent prior to the pandemic, and the buying public is now obsessed with. I, I don't want to go back to the grocery store two times a week. I much prefer to be able to order it all up and and have everything come to me, those are probably impossible services to provide at the price people are willing to pay unless there's substantial technology power. You know, it's crazy. I, my daughter's away at school and, and I see a DoorDash bill. And I said, I said, you know, I don't know how you survive with, without DoorDash. And I'm like, I don't know how I got through high school and college without DoorDash as well. Just some of these yeah. advances that we've had just to, you know, have changed the, the supply chain incredibly. To uh, to wrap up, Derek, you know what excites you about the future of AI in your industry and beyond? And you know, I'll let you take this one wherever you want to. But you know, if you start to mention the meal pill from the Jetsons, I may cut you off because I think that you know, food and dining is just too important uh, to our culture and society to be to be replaced by a pill in the quest for uh, for efficiency. Yeah, totally agree with you there. You know the. The five-star uh, or the Michelin star experience, I don't think is going to change uh, anytime soon. It's maybe the question of what else is uh, is going to change, which you know probably everything. You know what's really exciting to me is that we're at the beginning of this this journey. These tools are new, these technologies are new, and the demand for what these products can unlock is just beginning to be realized. You know, uh, Danny Meyer of Shake Shack said recently that right now is the best time in 100 years to start a restaurant. And I absolutely uh, agree with him. A lot of locations didn't make it through the pandemic. And the ones that did had to change a lot of things in order to survive. And the buying public picked up some new interest and some new buying habits, you know, being digital first, on demand, highly customized, maybe even more health focused, certainly interested in in lower touch for people to minimize contamination. And so we're building a lot of these tools that are going to be there available for the next generation of restaurateurs to put to use. You know, I, I think the next big food brand, the next big restaurant brand is being founded right now, the next Chipotle, the next Yum. And the founders of these uh, innovations, they, they just have new knives in the drawer. That's great insight and a great point to end on. 
To recap today's conversation with Derek Peets, the VP of Automation at Hyphen, which is looking to revolutionize the food and beverage industry. Labor shortages are nothing new for restaurants, but after the global pandemic, the industry was hurt harder than ever. Food service organizations are turning to automation and robotic solutions to help conquer the labor challenges and enhance food safety. Utilizing automation alongside employees can streamline processes, including production and assembly and quality control and reporting. The time and labor saved allows for individuals to focus on cognitively challenging tasks and hospitality. All the redundant work is mastered by a machine. This episode has been part of our second season of Hello Human, and a big thanks to Elizabeth Middleman for spearheading the season. That's a wrap on today's show. Thank you, Derek, for joining us and Fortress IQ for sponsoring. If you enjoyed it, don't be shy about giving us that five-star review on whatever platform you're listening. I'm John Nisley, and this has been Hello Human. If you enjoyed this session, subscribe and check out our series at fortressiq.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for joining us today on Hello Human.